Okay. Hey, guys. This is episode two of the Melanin Rich Beauty podcast. And today we'll be featuring our guest, Ariel from Get Fit or Get Fat. Um, I'm kind of excited about this because, you know, she is my, uh, my weight loss inspiration and a business inspiration as well. Uh -huh. So everybody can say hi to Ariel. Hi, Ariel. <laughs> hi, how are you? Yeah, so um, we just wanted to ask you some questions today. Um, I'm I'm not sure how many people know of you, so we're gonna just cover the basics. And like, first question I have for you would be, what do you do and why? I do a lot, but um, <laughs> first and foremost, um, I'm a mother, but I also have um, Get Fit or Get Fat, which is an online fitness community that started off as just a, a place for me to put things that I was doing because I started my weight loss journey. And during the process, people were asking me, you know, what are you doing? What are you eating? Um, and so in the process, I started Get Fit or Get Fat for that reason, just to have a place where people can go who just don't know what to do to lose weight. Um, and now we feature a Shape Up Challenge, which is a 60-day weight loss challenge that is structured to help people get in and get it right and get it tight. Um, I've lost about 120 pounds so far. I'm still on my journey, but I am here to encourage when men and women to just start because it doesn't mean that you're supposed to eat boiled chicken and vegetables every day. That's not what it is. So I make, I make fitness fun. And um, I'm also a licensed realtor now, so I still I sell real estate. Yay! Oh, that's amazing. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah, I just got married a month ago, so this is... Wow! Life is abundant. Yes! Life is abundant. That wedding was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, see, yeah. That is, see what I mean by inspiration? That is exactly what I meant. Um, I am a um, huge fan of the Shape Up Challenge. I've done it, I'm not even sure. I've done it probably almost like five times at this oh, point. Awesome. Yeah. I enjoy, I'm going to do it again probably not the next one and the following. Um, you got to do the, you got to do the New Year's one. Like, right, that, right. That's what I'm probably going to do it. And I'm supposed to come down for the meetup this month, which is in like a week and a half. It's two weeks, girl. Don't say a week and a half. Say two weeks. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a little excited about that too, to see you again, because I ain't seen you since last year. So. Yeah, it's been a while, for sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And. You know, you basically answered why, you know, why you started Get Fit or Get Fat. And, you know, it is an inspiration. Because since people like me, like, I lose motivation sometimes. Like, I can go really hard. And yeah. something happens. Like, I hurt my back. And it was, like, dead after that. Like, I've been struggling to get back ever since. So I'm trying to pull it together this week. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's okay. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when you're busy, how do you manage to like stick to working out and eating right with a, such a busy schedule? Well, that's the thing. By me being so so busy, I have to plan everything. Um, so, what's important for me is the way that I stick to it is that I, I it's become such a habit. When I don't do it, it's a problem. So I feel bad when I don't do it, as opposed as opposed to someone who just started, um, and they'll they get discouraged and they stop 
for me, if I stop, something's wrong and I'm just like, oh, I got to get back to the gym. So once you develop a habit for eating right and working out, um, it becomes easier. And then another thing that I do is I I set goals for myself. So if I if I eat correctly or eat good the whole week, I'll reward myself on Sunday for a cheat meal. Like today is my mother-in-law's birthday, so we have people at the house, and I want to have a piece of barbecue, and that's okay because tomorrow I'm going to be in the gym or working out, doing boot camp, so I know that right. uh, my work isn't in vain, and I'm okay with that. Gotcha. I need to start doing that myself because I have a food um, – What's it called? Like I don't know. I don't know how to stop. You're addicted. So I, <laughs> yes, it's, that is literally it. Like if I have something good, I don't know how to just eat some of it. Yeah. Like I'm just. I'm gonna just take a little bit more, and then a little bit more goes to all of it, and then it's gone. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to fix that yet. So I'm trying to just do things like I only put things in the house that I allow myself to eat. Well, like, that's. If I want some. That's good, but then, like, when you finally get out the house, you just gorge on it. So it's like, yeah, you have to reward yourself but not overdo it. Because, like, if you think about someone, anybody with an addiction, like, I've never had a drug addiction, but I do know that when you tell someone who, like, a crackhead, if you tell, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can use that word, but if you tell someone, <laughs> you can. <laughs> And the crowd is like going through like withdrawals and you're like, no, 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 no. When they see it, they're just like, oh, God, I got to have it. So that's the same thing. You have to look at food addiction as an addiction like that because that's how I had to treat it. I was literally emotionally, mentally, and physically attracted and addicted to food. So what I had to do, um, I had to do a juice cleanse. And um, I did it for... 25 days. It started off as a 10-day juice cleanse, and that's all I had was green juice and water. And oh, almonds. my God. That's so and almonds. And I would my not... My willpower is terrible with I that. Know. Like, I wouldn't suggest it to someone, like, you know, that, that knows what to do. They just don't do it. I would suggest it to someone who is, like, like me, who was, like, almost, like, over 300 pounds, like, 350 pounds, and you just have no other weight, and I wasn't going to turn to weight loss surgery, so that was just my option. And that's the thing, like, I don't really have an excuse. I know how to, um, like, I do it. Right. I know how to food. I know how to build the social aspect of it too. Like for me, I had to get away from like people asking me, let's go out to eat. Let's go here. Let's go here. Because like, I was like, no, I can't go. Like I'm about to literally be really, really lame. Like I'm going to be so lame. I'm not going to the clubs. I'm not turning up because that's alcohol and that's calories. I can't. No, no, no. And you have to tell yourself that you have to get to that point. And until you get there, you're just still going to be like, and that's literally the only way I used to get it done. I did not go out. And yeah. if I went out, it was not like at a food spot. Yeah. Like if I'm I even if I went to the yeah. club, I just went and I, I had water. I didn't drink. Yeah. I didn't eat anything. And I made sure I ate just before I went out, so I couldn't be like, oh, well, let me just get a little bit of that or whatever. And that's literally the only thing that saved me. So I guess I'm really gonna have to go back to that because that outside of the night, I'm a people who like to eat a lot, like how I like to eat, and it's it's just they're enablers basically. Uh huh. For sure. So, oh, all right. I know I, I know this, but I just needed to hear it again, you know, just yeah. to get me in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what, what would you tell another woman who was, like, feeling down about her weight? Um, 
I would tell them to, first of all, a woman that feels down about their weight, I would, if if you've been fighting for it for so long, what I did and what I encourage people to do is to look at the outside factors that caused you or have caused you to gain that weight. What is it in your life that's distracting you or that's causing you the pain or the suffering of turning to food as a comfort? And whatever that is, I would tell them to work on removing that. So for me, um, what I had to do was um, I was going through a really, really, really rough patch in my life. Um, and I had, uh, I was in a bad relationship. I had just got out of a bad relationship. And I felt like for me to be a great mother to my daughter, we had to go out to eat every day. And that just added on to the 300 pounds that I was. And then it was just, I was just tacking them on. And so right before I broke, I got out of that relationship, I asked God to like remove anybody in my life that wasn't that didn't have my best interest or whatever it is that was causing all of this, I had I, that's what happened. So at that point, like there were so many things that tumbled and tumbled and tumbled and topped off with that. My father died from heart failure. So um, talk about a wake up call, like all at once. So I didn't, I didn't want to um, lose another life, and it could have been somebody that I knew or somebody that I didn't know, and because I wasn't able to help my father I was, because I wasn't able to save his life with the knowledge that I know now. I used to regret it. I used to live with like this huge regret like, God darn it, Ariel, why didn't you start like three years later before, you know, you could have yeah. helped me. And so my my thing is to help everybody else. Like, you know, whoever is going through it, like I am a vessel. I am, a, I am here. I'm showing you that it can be done and here is how you do it. So I feel as if if I save one life, then that's better than what I, you know, what I did before. And so, um, a woman that's feeling down about her weight, I would tell her to um, to reevaluate the things in her life, you know, that that's causing her added stress, and try to start by removing that. And if it starts as just walking, start walking every day, because like we have to understand that like we're here only for a short period of time. So it's like, what do you want to, what do you want to leave the the world with? Like, because you can't bring the house, the car, you know, all that. You can't bring that with you. So what are you going to leave? Like what legacy, you know, what's somebody going to say about you when you're gone? And so that's what was very important to me and my, you know, my daughter. So if that person has family that they care about, I would say, you know, you want to be here for them. This is how you use them as a catalyst to keep doing what you're supposed to do. So I've been there. I have been there, and trust me, it gets better every day when you start the journey and just take, you know, better control of your health. Yeah. Yeah, self-awareness is so powerful. It's yeah. like, it's one of the hardest things to do, but when you get past that first hump and realize, like, so many answers to questions that you didn't have before right. and how much some things are so much easier to deal with at that point, you don't really look back after that. Yeah, no, it's you know, not speaking back. from experience with that. You really don't. <laughs> it's bigger than us and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And hmm. So when when you do dealing with sweet tooth, or do you you get sweet tooth, or is it like you like salty stuff or sweet things? Oh, it's definitely sweet stuff. Like I used to be like a salty person and when I cut out salt like for my diet I don't really crave it but I oh when I cut that out the sweet <laughs> okay. 
and it came with a vengeance, and it still comes with a vengeance. So if I eat something that's like flavorful, like I feel like I need to eat something sweet shortly after. So I make sure that I have stuff on hand, Lord, that is not like bad. <laughs> I have like I'll have Greek yogurt. I have like I'll make a smoothie, like a banana, like a like a dessert kind of smoothie that's more sweet. Or I'll have like dark chocolate almonds or something just to just to quickly crave that you know sweet tooth. So you know that's, that's a good idea. No, it is. It, it, it like always have something on sweet that like on hand that's sweet and that is not unhealthy. There's like something my daughter that my daughter has like these fruit snacks that are fiber one and like I know you're like what fiber one fruit snacks yeah because I don't give her like bad fruit snacks like fruit roll ups and stuff like that oh so, no I don't blame you that fruit snacks be the bomb so <laughs> I'm like <laughs> so the fiber one fruit snacks are good and I like find myself sneaking one and she'll go in the morning and be like did you have one of my fruit snacks <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl I did I missed some more. <laughs> <laughs> is she clocking you? Clock counting them like this. I had seven yesterday. Um, <laughs> I have five right now. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, she's clocking me about those first things. But that you know that's but that's important. Always have something available that can just turn it off at the click of a button. I yeah. definitely need to get that because I have a really bad sweet tooth. Like I can go weeks and be good. And then it will just come out of nowhere, like wham! I want to eat everything. I, I probably it's probably my like PMS time, especially like oh. every sweet thing I see, I'm like what I'm like a rabid dog. Like I just I, I want blueberry muffins. I want some Snickers. I want like it gets yeah. so bad. It's bad for sure. Uh, okay, that's a good. I'm gonna give me. I'm gonna try that dark chop chocolate almonds. Before. I've had those. It's really good. Those are good. And what you do is like what I, I have like a snack. Um, a snack bag that I make when I go to the grocery store and I put fresh um, raw almonds, I put the dark chocolate almonds, I put a little bit of granola and some like dried cranberries and I put it all in the bag that together. so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes it does. And like you could just snack on that when you have that sweet tooth and it's healthy. Like dark chocolate is good for you. It's a good antioxidant. It's good for the skin. And so you know, you can indulge in that really quick and not feel bad about yourself for like if you hit like as opposed to having like a half a gallon of bluebell ice cream or something like that. Yeah. Or me a cinnamon roll. Oh, see, yeah, no. Mm mm. I if I had a yeah. if I had anything like that as sweet as that, like I'd be bouncing off the walls. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what happens at that point and then you crash really badly. Uh huh. Which is what happens to me. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely. I'm gonna look into those dark chocolate um almonds because I I love yeah. those actually. Yeah. And when you're, I'm like, I know I have these days when you know you're working out regularly and you get up one day and you are just not in the mood to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. How do you drag yourself out of bed and get there? Um. Sometimes I actually just don't go. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Honesty is policy. Okay. I turn that alarm off and I go back to sleep. Let me tell you why. There are days when your body just tells you, "Hey, girl, you need to slow down." So if mm -hmm. I wake up, if I wake up and I'm just like dog tired and I know it's not gonna be good for me, I'm gonna go to sleep because what's gonna happen? I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna play around and I'm not gonna go as hard as I do. 
And if I do miss that morning, guess what? I'll go at night. Like, I work out five to six times a week, you know. And so I feel like if I don't want to wake up at four in the morning, I'm not going to wake up at four in the morning. And then there are days where it's like, girl, you got goals. You need to get your ass up. So I think some people need to hear that because I feel like some people, they go to the gym, they go regularly, and there's a day when they're tired and they feel like going, and then they have that you know guilt. Why? You know why? You know why? Because society and, and Instagram places this, this hmm. real perception of what it's supposed to be like for them, and it's not the same for us. That's right. why. That's why my movement is so relatable. It's because they've seen me at 330 pounds and they see me now and they see that I've been completely transparent. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I got up at 5 in the morning when I didn't. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be there that night. And the thing about it is that you have these people who have been um, who call themselves fitness gurus who woke up and they were all, they have always been skinny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they've always so they can't even relate. They've always been fit. They've always been athletic. And then they put this, like, pressure to people, like, what are you waiting for? If I can do it, you can do it. And it's like, no, you can't. Do what? <laughs> you haven't been in my shoes. And so uh, that's why. The women who had babies that snapped back, and they were like, oh, she just had a baby six weeks ago. What's your excuse? Like, like well, she has $5 million, and she can pay. She's a stay-at-home mom. She got all the time and a nanny. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> she has a nanny, a personal chef who, who cooks all her food. And she has a, a, a personal trainer that comes to the, her house and makes her work out. And, you know, it's just like you cannot – and that's one thing. Do not, and I tell somebody – I tell people all the time, don't compare your journey to anyone else's because what you don't know what that person is doing and you don't know what I'm doing. So that's important. Like, never look at me and be like, well, if you've lost that much and I was your size, I should look exactly like you. No, you shouldn't because, like, even if you were the same size as me before, our genetics and our body composition is different. And yep. for me, when I first started, I didn't – when I started losing weight, I started strength training and weight training at the same time. So when I started eating right, I was still lifting weights, which is why I don't have much loose skin, you know, which is why, like, you know, my midsection isn't as, you know, so it's different things that I've done that if you want to try doing it, you can, but don't think that you're going to get the exact same outcome as me, you know, so, and that's something that I had to learn because I used to do that. I used to compare my journey to everybody, like, I, you know, why I didn't lose this many times? Because you don't know what you did and what that person did differently, so, you know, it's science, it's science, and it's so simple, but, you know, people make it so complicated because you, it's it's based on looking at someone else's progress and saying, that's what I want to be. When all, in all actuality, we should just be ourselves and let the journey just take its place. Right. <sighs> that's understandable. Yeah, I definitely think people need to hear that because you see that all the time. Like, you know, you see the body goals, you see the... Um, the, you know, oh, she doing this, I need to try that. And and it's okay to, like, try certain things and you see somebody That's doing it, but you fine. just have to be still, you still have to be realistic about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can have body goals like somebody who was a similar body type to me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm still going to end up like her. Like, for me, like, okay, here's the thing. Jennifer Hudson, like, I'm probably, I probably was, we probably were the same size when we started our journey. I'm not going to look like her. Because I don't want, like, I have a big head, okay? And I just don't want it to be perched on my shoulders looking like Beetlejuice. I'll be looking like Beetlejuice. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just, 
In the Beetlejuice, they had the little thing and then the thing. Which I don't want to be like. I think that's what Jennifer Hudson is starting to look like. So for that reason, I don't want to be her. I think she looks great. I do. I'm just not about to. Be. It is just not there. It's just gone. So that's not what I'm gonna do. So that's another thing. Don't compare. It. You know, you can have body goals and be like, yeah, she's fine. Like I say this all the time. She's fine. Yeah, she is fine. But I'm not gonna be like, and I want to look just like her, cause I'm not. Right, right. I, I I recognize that. I mean, for me, I mean, like I said, I I have certain body goals. Like I said, I don't. I know I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna look exactly like that. I'm just aiming to go in that direction. Right. Which so, is you which know, is I want to be the best me I can be. That's it. That's all you can be. Right. So we're gonna switch into another direction, okay. and we're gonna lean more on the beauty side of things okay. and how you do. Like, what is what would you consider as your skincare routine? One thing that is very important to me is washing my face after I work out. Like, seriously, like it bothers me if like I work out and I don't have anything for like I'm zooming home to wash my face but I make sure I always have something on, on. and when I do like an um, I exfoliate and then I tone and I moisturize I do all of that after do you have I work, any favorite products that you I, use I, I, my oil my oil cleanse um, is by Exora um, I do that <laughs> and then I <I'll, laughs> The green tea acne scrub and toner and moisturizer from La Bella Body Care. So those are my, my staples for sure. Yeah, they definitely help. Like I, I'm of course I'm a big proponent of oil cleansing. Ever since I before I even started Exora, I started I was oil cleansing. And well, I was I, you. I mean, you were the one who told me about it because I was like, I'm right. not, my oil, my skin is already. Right. Exactly. More <laughs> oil on my face, and you know, so it, it took a while for me because you remember. Oh, it was a lot of people was the same. They were like, "I have oily skin. Why would I put more oil on my skin?" Yeah. I was like, "Trust me on this. Yeah. You will be surprised at what certain oils can do for oily skin." And like, I, that is always like a misconception, anyway. Even with like removing um, makeup, like I never would thought would have thought to put damn oil on my skin face to take yep. off makeup. I saw my mama mm -hmm. just scrubbing her face when I was young, so that's what I used to do. So, <laughs> just scrub my makeup off and just make my skin irritated. But, you know, a lot of people don't really know, like, the importance of your skin, especially when you work out. When you first start working out, your body is not used to releasing, like, that sweat. Like, that first month of working out is, like, people always say, I'm breaking out, I'm breaking out. I'm just like, that's your body releasing those nasty toxins. So bear with it. But it's very important to wash your skin after you work out. That's what I, I tell them all the time. Gotcha. And what would you consider as like on your day to day, like your go to makeup look? Like, what what would you just? What do you consider? What do you put on? I put I fill in my brows because brows are important. Mm -hmm. And I use, I use Laura Mercier's uh, tinted moisturizer. That's usually it, girl. Like I'm not putting mascara on <laughs> unless I really, really I'm feeling cute and it's brightening. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> So I, I, I don't 
and I, I do moisturize because I, I use Laura Mercier's moisturizer, but I am, I'm not highlighting and contouring every day. I'm just not. I'm not putting foundation. Um, I do do lip gloss. I do that. I'm, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I feel <laughs> you. Trust me. One thing, I do love a beat face every once in a while, and that's only if I'm going somewhere. If I'm at home, if it's like a regular day and I'm like going into the office, uh-uh, girl, you're not about to get this highlight contouring and <laughs> concealing. And, no, you're not getting that. So that's my everyday look, honestly. Okay. That, that, that definitely works because even for me, well, I – where I work, they're not getting any makeup. They get some chapstick where I work. You might because get it, right? I mean, we wear we wear face shields and stuff. Like there's really no point in putting on makeup when you work when you do the things that I do. Like I'm wearing a face shield. Like I'm, you know, if God forbid something does get on my face, I don't want mix up makeup mixed up into that, and it's just yeah, it's not happening. So yeah, yeah. I'm just chapstick and call it a day. You know, That's, yeah. But, so, and, and we all have our days when we just don't, you know, feel the best. Like, what would you, what do you, what would you put on to make you feel beautiful that day? You're talking about on my face, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I say, girl, I got this black thong. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? If I'm like, if I want to like do extra and let them walk in, like in the office and be like, girl, what are you doing? But I probably would, I would probably do, um, Too Faced has like a, um, like a thing right here. What do you call it? Primer. Eyeshadow primer. Oh, Okay. Girl, I was about he's about to I was about to lose you, but uh, they have a primer and then I like to um, do like a cut crease and do like my eyes with like a like nice earth tones because that's what I feel is simple for me. Um, I will do mascara and I'm still not gonna highlight and contour for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably extend my brow out just a little bit more than I usually do. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, if even if it, it can be simple, if that if the simpler the better, if it still makes you feel pretty, then that's the best yeah. kind of thing, you know. But usually, it's just putting on that lip gloss and you know, do a quick little, <clears throat> quick little duck lips, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 for me, like when I'm having one of those days, I am a winged eyeliner whore. Like I love a winged eyeliner. Like it's one of my favorite looks. Um, and some lipstick. And I I use like my um Cara Hermosa butter. So okay. like that kinda really sets my face. So I don't oh, even I really that I have that too. I like that too. Right. And when I put that on, it like it it's kind of like a primer. Like it's great to yeah. put on before makeup. So I don't have to put on something else. So it kinda just sets my face and I just I do my eyebrows and I do like a liner and some mascara and some lipstick and it just Makes my day better. Like if I do, even if I'm just like going to just go down the street or do something or whatever, just doing that little bit of stuff just makes me feel like I'm the bomb that day. Usually, all it takes. 
No, it's, just, it's, it's really quick and it's easy and, you know, it perks me up when I'm, like, if I'm getting up one day and I'm just like, oh, I'm over today. And yeah. I just do that just to perk my day up. So, yeah, it's always good to have, you know, a little something to perk you up when you look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm looking good today, so I'm not going to have too bad yeah. of a day. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. <sighs> and see, that was all the questions that I had for you, like... <laughs> Yes, I was so happy that we finally got to interview you, though. Like, um, I really wanted, I wanted more people to, you know, learn who you are. You know, who who maybe might need your help, who might want to be part of the Shape Up Challenge. And yeah, give them your information so people can know where to find you. Okay, so. The website is www.giftfitorgiftfat.com. Um, the Shape Up Challenge information is on the tab on, on the website as well. You can find out more information. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. I'm sorry, yeah, Pinterest, Periscope, Snapchat. All of those are Gift Fit or Gift Fat straight through. So you can find us there. Um, you can see live boot camps on Periscope. Snapchat is usually me ranting and working out and stuff like that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's where you can find us. That's great. So, you guys, if you're looking for some, if you're out in the Houston area and yeah. you need a realtor, you can call Ariel. Sure and can. also, and also, if you're looking for, you know, workout tips or you're trying to lose weight or anything else, you can hit up any one of those pages and do the challenge or whatever else. I recommend it because, like I said, I've done it before. It's great. She has ambassadors that help. They give, they send you food, uh, recipes. They send you workout tips. You have the ambassadors that they have put you in groups where you can talk to the ambassadors daily if you need a daily pickup. There's yeah. always Instagram pages you can go on to. Like, I mean, it's 300, it's, it's 360 degrees of help, wherever direction you turn. Search, you the shape up, search the Shape Up 2015 hashtag to see this year's yeah. participants and success, and you can see real, you know, people's progress. And that's Putting just... work. Yeah. That's the good part about it. Yeah, they're definitely putting in work. So, Ariel, we thank you for coming today. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to see what you're going to do next. And, ne- and to see you next week. <laughs> two weeks. In two weeks. Okay, in two weeks. Yeah, I need this time anyways. So All I can right. hit the gym myself. So. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us today. And go ahead and have fun with your cheat meal today. Thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Later. Bye. Okay. Well, that was, that was so fun. She was know. So Ariel is a dream. She's a sweetheart in person, so online. And I mean, she's just one of the few women, not even few. I I can't even say few. She is one of the women I know that are just really inspiring in Positive. so many ways very you know I'm actually and, adding her on snapchat right now so everyone listening to this should too yeah she mm-hmm. um she's she's one of the people who you know i've known even from twitter for a couple years now and um i've been to houston a couple of times and we've hung out and i mean she's a beautiful person and her wedding was amazing oh. like my god it was so pretty and you know she, she's originally from New Orleans, so oh okay, she had all of that flip. She had a band, 
come in to bring in her and her husband. Like it was so bomb. Like, that sounds so fun. It was amazing. Like if you go, you can go on her own her her Instagram and she still has the pictures and she was just beautiful. So yeah. she's she's a great person. And I was like, I I, I can't think of one other a better person to start, you know, to talk to than right. her, especially because, you know, she does so I'm like, how do you do this? Like she's constantly, she has a regular job. Then she's a realtor. She does get fit or get fat. She just did a boot camp show for Houston, like a, a weight loss show for Houston. Yeah. Like she, yeah, she's been on it for this past year or so. She's been like putting in work. So yeah. for her to do all of that and, you know, still have time to get married and, you know, enjoy herself and have fun with her husband, her daughter, like more power to her. Like I, I, I love women like that. They keep me motivated. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, definitely. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go into the aspect. The theme of this podcast really is <clears throat> transitioning our skincare and makeup um, into the fall season. So, you know, you, when you go from, you know, summer skincare and makeup, you wear certain things. But then when it starts to get colder, you got to do a little changes in your routine to basically um prepare for that so on the skincare front for me um because i have really dry skin i tend to you know you tend to start wearing heavier moisturizing um things like creams instead of lotions or um um, stuff like that so for the people listening even if you don't have dry skin um, you should still switch it up. So when depending on the kind of um, the soaps that you even shower with, you might run or reconsider what you use because there's certain shower gels in the summertime that might be great, but when it comes wintertime, it dries your skin out. Right. So you might want to be careful, you know, with that in that regard and start looking for shower gels or whatever that are more creamyish because they're like a little bit more moisturizing right. than others and if you use scrubs you should lean more towards oil-based scrubs um because they actually they, they kind of moisturize as they exfoliate at the same time yeah and <clears throat> for everybody who might not moisturize all the time you need to moisturize every day in the winter months yeah every day yeah for me i um <laughs> like during the summer i like to use whip products because they're really light right be really heavy because in the summer like right. that's what you really get if you wear something too heavy it literally will melt start melting yeah. off of you when you go outside <clears throat> um so in the winter i mean in the summer i stick to like whipped products and like light creams and then mm-hmm. in the winter i switch to like heavier creams and butters just because um right. you know in the in the summer i kind of use a little bit more oil and then in the winter i use a lot more butter just because you really want something that's really just going to like cover thick and really like soak into that skin and really like serve as a barrier. And I love petroleum jelly in the winter. I love mm-hmm. petroleum. I know it's, and like it's funny because rat, as, bad, as, it. as bad as it is, I mean, we grew up using that, especially yeah. people like me who had like, I have like really dry skin, like petroleum jelly saved my life when I was younger really or, or the ash would have taken over and it was not going to be a good look. So people, so I'm always going to speak for the dry, more dry skin set people. Even in the summertime, I use heavier products just because, like I said, my skin eats moisture. Mm-hmm. But um, 
they might not be on the heavier side. Like I still, I will on a summer day, I will still double apply like, yeah. and I need to, but the, what I use is not going to be as heavy as what I would use in the winter time. Like right. for me, I might use the oil and my custard mm-hmm. and like in the winter time, I'll triple apply when it gets really cold. Like I'll use like an oil and a custard and then I use my body butter on top. Yeah. And what I always tell people to remind people is whenever you're double layering um, products, always put the water-based product on first. So mm-hmm. like even like I said, I use the oil. I use my custard first because my custard is water-based. And then I will put some oil and then I will put the butter on top because that seals in everything. Right. So... So always remember that if you're if you're double applying um moisturizing products, always use the water base first because once you put that um that oil base on top, nothing everything else is, is just gonna it's gonna just be sitting on top of it for no yeah. reason. So always put the water base first and then um the oil base on top. So yeah, kind of um, think of it as like a jar with the lid. So once you put right. the oil on that, it just closes that jar so nothing else is gonna get in meaning nothing else is going to get into your skin. So it's just, just going to be just putting everything on top of a jar and nothing's actually going to be going into it. Right. And don't forget sunscreen. Just because it's not in the hotter months doesn't mean you don't need it still. Don't, just because we black don't mean we don't need sunscreen. <laughs> like, like trust, trust me, you're, it's, it's imperative that you still use products with some kind of SPF protection in it. Um, where skin still needs to be protected no matter what you've been told before or black don't crack or it will crack if you don't protect your skin at some point in your life yeah so keep the sunscreen on deck and people your feet your feet it's cold you need to use thicker lotions creams um scrubs like you need like i people have a tendency to kind of lay off yeah you have a people have a tendency to lay off of their feet during the winter months because oh they're going to be covered or whatever else but you shouldn't because you're going to make your life harder and you're going to suffer in the summer trying to get them summer ready (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not saying that you got to do the most but i'm saying that you need to at least still regularly exfoliate your feet Keep them moisturized. Just because they're in socks and boots doesn't mean they won't get dry. Right. So please moisturize your feet, exfoliate them, um, and do them like maybe once or twice a week. You can exfoliate your feet. It doesn't take that long, I promise. Also, um, I read, and now I always make sure I do it, but um, I read um, online that it said that you should like moisturize as soon as you can after you get out the shower so never just lay around yes. in your towel you need to like yes. keep because the, all that moisture is just evaporating out so like yep. as soon as you get out the shower your pores are still, still moisturized and then laying your towel you don't have to have to get dressed but you need to moisturize mm-hmm. as soon as you get out the shower uh, especially that, if you use stuff go ahead I think the article actually said like within three minutes it really doesn't give you that long of a time frame because water oh. really evaporates very quick off your skin um, so you really have to try to keep that water in as as much as possible because that's what's really going to help keep you moisturized. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's especially us body butter people. Like we we stress that. Like even on my jars, I tell you, 
use while your skin is still damp. Because at that moment in time, your pores are still open. Mm -hmm. So you can get as much moisture into your body as possible when you do that. So right. like, literally, as soon as I get out the shower and I, like, you know, blot off some of, like, the, the excess water, mm -hmm. I have my, my body butter right there ready to use. And I just put apply it on my skin and my skin just sucks. So even when you put it in there, like, your skin just absorbs it. So it's not, like, super oily or greasy. Right. But you're moisturized. Right. So don't wait till your skin is dry. As soon as you get out that shower and you get some of that excess water off, moisturize immediately. Right. And also with the summer months, and this is something I, I, I'm horrible at this, but it's something I'm definitely going to try and practice more in the colder months. Invest in a cuticle oil um, to protect your nails, protect your, your, your cuticles and all, because the colder it gets, the more cracked that area is going to be and it looks awful. Um, especially if you work with people like me who work at, um, in a job that requires wearing gloves and stuff. Like I have to constantly be moisturizing my skin because you're always washing your hands oh, when yeah. you work in like a lab environment. So your hands get really dry. So, um, invest in a cuticle oil. I used to have one on my site. I took it down because I'm, I'm going to redo it. Like mm -hmm. this is something I want to read. I just want to redo the, um, thing into a, like a better version of what I had before. So I'm probably going to have one up before this winter season is over. But um, in the meantime, one that you recommend? Um, right now you can get away. You can honestly, if you have coconut oil at home, you can get away with just using whatever oils you have at home and mo mo uh, moisturizing it into your, your nails. Oh, your okay. your high, um your cuticle area, and just do it regularly. Like whenever you're moist, you're moisturizing your skin or whatever, just put it in. I mean, the cuticle yeah. cream that I'm gonna make is gonna be a little heavier, but you can get away with the oil. Um, just using some oil that you have at home and just massaging it into your hands regularly, and you right. should be okay. fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, always like I said, have a hand cream on deck. I always have. A butter or or a custard or something somewhere is something laying around in my bag to use yeah whenever my hands get dry um always have those kind of things on deck to keep yourself moisturized and please exfoliate your lips and moisturize oh, your sure, lips for sure especially if you are a makeup wear because well you yes. need to period but Yes, and the you do yeah you need to do it in the summer, but you definitely need to do it in the winter. Lipstick with lipstick on is just going to make it so much worse. And you can see it on the on yes. the makeup, on the lipstick. You can see the the peeling of your lips. You can it stands out even worse when you put yeah, lipstick. Yeah, it's not on. attractive. It's not a good look at no. all. No, it isn't. So, um, I also I like I use my um, I have a lip scrub on my site. I use that my lip scrub, mm -hmm. and then I use my um my lip balm on my lips especially before I'm wearing makeup or whatever, I definitely use it just to keep my lips smooth or whatever. But you definitely, it's, it, that that routine increases in the winter months right. because, you know, everything dries out so quickly. So, yeah, please invest in a lip scrub. And, and I always keep, um, um, scrub my lips, like, right after I get out the shower because more times mm -hmm. than not, I do my makeup after getting out the shower. Right. Um, and my I just noticed that, like, my my the skin on my lips is much small, um, softer and much easier to scrub off during that time because the heat has really just like softened. And I like do the exfoliating then, um, and then I instantly put on a lip moisturizer right after. And especially if I plan on doing like a lip stain or any type of matte lipsticks, it is just, it's not even optional 
to exfoliate right. beforehand. You have to exfoliate beforehand when you're using any type of product that's drying on your lips. Exfoliate your entire body the entire summer, the entire winter. Do it regular. Do it. Let me not say do it regularly because I know there are some people who have never really have experienced exfoliating before, and I realize that um, selling scrubs that some people have, you know, over exfoliated before. And one thing I'll suggest to you is when it comes to your body, there's more leeway with that. You can use it like sugar scrubs or whatever. Sugar mm -hmm. scrubs are more milder scrubs. So you can get away with exfoliating your body like every day if you wanted to. Even your feet, you can get away with doing that. Do not do it to your face. Right. Do not exfoliate your face every day. A lady did that um, with one of my products and she, um, she messaged me and she was like, my face is raw. And I was like, well, you know, describe your process of, you know, I thought maybe she was having an allergic reaction or something. Yeah. But when she explained to me, you know, what was happening, what was she was doing and she told me she was doing it every day. I was like, no, ma'am. I right. said, stop doing that immediately. I right. was like, the most you should exfoliate your face is maybe twice a week. Right. Definitely. Don't do it more than twice a week. If you have dry skin like me, you can get away with doing it for twice a week, but no more than that. Even I don't need it more than twice a week. I more at the most I might do it once a week. Um, and I was doing that in the summertime. So I, I probably might need it twice a week during the wintertime, but please don't do it more than that. You will scrub your you will over scrub your face, you will make your face raw and cause all kinds of other product problems for your skin. Definitely. So yeah. That's let's let's just remember that. Body you can do daily face twice at most always remember that yeah so what would you suggest when it comes to like makeup when it comes to like the winter months like what do you do differently um well and i feel like i focus more on like luminous products just because um i, I still like that dewy skin in the winter months so i really do focus on a lot of products um, to give me that dewy skin. So any products that say anything about luminizing is what I kind of um, go towards in the winter. Um, I don't know if this will work for everyone, but I do use heavier products in the winter on my face. Um, not even just because it has anything to do with dryness, but um, I feel like in the winter, my skin is just my skin is it's best in the winter. My skin is very seasonal when it decides that it wants to act right. right. And I noticed that in the winter is when I have less oiliness, less breakouts, um, just less irritation. My my skin is like very like just like dormant, very like idle as far as like any issues in the winter. So I kind of just can like have a lot of fun with my skin. But if I had to give any advice to women, I would say, you know, lean more, especially for women who are like dry skin and normal, maybe not so much for oily skin, but definitely lean towards products um that are like luminizing and things um that are really going to like add moisture any type of product that you can find that is going to add hydration to your face use it um as far as primers i love the um it's called the it's by Too faced them and it's um called the hangover primer and it has um, coconut water in it, and it just has all these hydrating, nourishing, replenishing um, ingredients in it. And it smells great. It smells like coconut, and it's very natural, um, and it's a great product um, for the winter months and for women with dry skin. And then it's also going to be a primer because a lot of times the primers can have like that really silicone type of feel to it. And I love this primer because it feels like a moisturizer on your face. 
Um, so it doesn't have that silicone filler also. If I could recommend any primer, I would definitely say the Too Faced Hangover Primer. Hmm. I didn't look that up because I I've, I know that the two I know that brand. I've never bought anything from them because y'all know me and makeup. I'm still in the beginning stages and well, stuff. Too Faced is one of my favorite brands anyway. Too Faced is. I mean, we talked about it in the last thing about the brands who really don't, you know, make a lot of products for women of color. Um, Too Faced definitely falls in that umbrella, but mm. they do have a few products that work. And then with primers, it doesn't matter your skin color because primers are translucent. So you're never right. really going to have an issue with, you know, trying to find your shade. Pri uh, primers are very much a universal product. Um, so, okay. And they make a great one. So if there's really anything by Too Faced that I would recommend besides like mascaras and of course other universal things. Yeah, well Too Faced, you just want to stick for things that really don't have anything to do with like a hue of shade, just shade, because then they probably really aren't going to have that much for you if you're a black woman. But other than that, they do make gotcha. really great products. You know? hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Um yeah. one of these days when I get past the after putting on the foundation what goes next <laughs> stage yeah. i'm gonna get there eventually and i'm still waiting on you to start them classes yes i oh, am yeah, and i'm gonna keep reminding you <laughs> next month i'm really trying to shoot for next month um okay. i was gonna do it for this month but i, I actually just just got way busy um mm -hmm. it's wedding season so i've had like three weddings so far i have another one in a week and a half and so I've, I've just been really busy, but they're definitely coming. Um, and like I said, my first one is going to just be really like a very basic, simple um, how-to video where I'm just going to do step by step. But I don't want to just jump out the window and go into, you know, even just what like Ariel was saying, well, like, you know, because I know just a lot of girls aren't into like the whole beat face every day. Of course I am, but it's because I'm a makeup artist that every day yep. one <laughs> artist you know so yes I, I, if an everyday woman can get away without not wearing foundation she right would. right and yeah that's what i'm saying like in in foundation is very optional um and it's funny that she did she mentioned the um that tenant moisturizer by laura mercier that's actually that is like a staple product for me um when I was going through a really bad breakout, I would actually recommend that product if you have like sensitive skin or very acne prone skin because that product was so great for me to use during that time. Because of course I'm a makeup artist, so I never really just want to stop wearing makeup for long periods of time. And I found right. that I found that product. And well, I that's found your that advertisement, that anyways. Yeah, that, right. That's your advertisement, um, anyways. I, so I don't. People, like, I expect you to wear makeup, <laughs> right? I always tell people that my face is literally my business card. So I really can't just decide to go two weeks because every time I go out the house and I'm wearing makeup, it's a potential, it's a, you know, I could get a client. So um, I always really try to have on makeup when I leave the house. And um, I found out about the Laura Mercier um, Tinted Moisturizer and I realized that during my breakout, it wasn't um, hurting my skin and it actually was helping it because it kept my skin very hydrated. It's a very hydrating moisturizer. If you are oily though, I wouldn't use it because it's almost too hydrating to where if you're oily, it's going to make you shiny, but they do have an oil free version as well. But, um, for normal and dry skin women, I really would check it out. The only con is that with a lot of BB creams and tinted moisturizers, the shade range is so limited that um yeah they have like because the one i have was is the darkest and it is not dark enough like it's i literally, literally like, had 
Got a drop of my foundation. Yeah, I was just up to a foundation or a drop of concealer or um, you know, something just to add some um some color into it. But I definitely would check it out because it's a great product. It really is. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna definitely be looking because I'm looking forward to that to be quiet. I'm probably I'm more than likely gonna be in that class. So <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Need you to let me know when it's gonna be so I can block that time out because God knows I need like there's no shame in my game. People know I my friends get on me all the time because they're like, You don't practice. I'm like, how do you practice any you need to know what you're doing to at least practice it? You know right. what I'm saying? Like you can't really you can't jump practice into like a full face tutorial because it's almost like right. Japanese. You really right. don't so I feel completely lost when it comes to makeup with most things. Like the most I can do, thankfully, because my eyebrows naturally they shape like this is this is like a month after I got my eyebrows done. Yeah. So I don't my eyebrows don't never get like super out of control to the point where it's like, oh my God, okay, I need to do something. So I'm right. thankful with that that I can always just like clean them up a little bit before I actually get my eyebrows done and be okay. But like when it comes to like just doing extra things or doing a little highlight or whatever, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'd right. rather just wait till I can be taught how to do it the right way so I don't be out here looking crazy. Cause I, I do yeah. I love to see people with really nice makeup on or whatever. Like I, I'm just looking for a real simple look that I can do myself and how I figure out figure out how to do my eyes the best because every makeup artist that has ever done my face has always told me they were like, I love your eyes. Cause yeah. I guess my album shape, I was like, they're like, this is perfect for eye makeup. So yeah. I've always wanted to learn how to do my eyes, you know, better because I mean, yeah. I like doing them too. I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. So right. I, that's definitely something that I, um, want to learn as well. Just like a simple, um, what do you call that look? Um, oh my goodness. The, when it's like dark and what is, what is it called? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. That I want to learn how to do a smoky eye so bad because yeah. I love the look. Yeah. I've, no, that's oh, smoky that, eye is like an all-time favorite just because it's. Mm -hmm. It's so it's simple, but it you can do it with like different colors. Yeah, you just, can do. Yeah, it started with black, and then and now you can now everyone has tried every color, and you can do that like daytime appropriate, and then you can easily like right. darken it up Transition. nighttime. So. It's a, yeah, it's a, a friend great. of mine did my a friend of mine did my eyes once, and she did a smoky eye with me, and she did it with purple, and it was gorgeous. Oh, that sounds so cute. Because she's she's a makeup artist too. She used to work for yeah. Mac before she became um a flight attendant, and like yeah. her, I, I mean, the I, I couldn't replace, I couldn't do what she did, but what she did was amazing. Right. Cause I was wearing purple or whatever, so she kind of like matched it up a little bit. But she bled. It was it was gorgeous. Like I yeah. I still love that um that look that she did, and then she just did like a neutral lip, and I was good to go after that. Like it was it was great. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I know a lot of people are as well, cause I've seen other people kept asking you about it, like when you were yeah. gonna do it. I know so, it's coming. It's definitely coming. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Okay. And so in regards to that. We got a myriad of questions this time around um, in regards to, I guess, you know, things people wanted to know in regards to their skin. And so for our Q&A segment, the first question that we, that I saw was, do y'all have any suggestions for winter products, moisturizers to alleviate dry skin, but aren't too oily and heavy? 
So, um, although April couldn't be here for this recording today, she was kind enough to send um, us her answers to these questions. So, no fear, our fairy grandmother is still around. And <laughs> she's still in spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is. Um, her suggestions were, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's called Serav or Serave. Never see. heard of that. Oh, it's, I see. It's, but I don't, it's I don't spelled C-E-R-A-V-E. If I'm not pronouncing it right, that's the spelling. And I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Cetaphil, um, Chara Lee MD um, for, I guess, moisturizers. Um, foundations is Revlon Clinique. Laura Mercier um, makes good hydrating foundations as we were just talking about earlier. Right. Yeah, they really do. Um, yeah. Also, I like for foundations, um, well, my favorite all-time foundation is actually um, a foundation that's geared more towards dry and um, oily, I mean, dry and normal skin, and that's the NARS Sheer Glow. Um, so I like that. And then um, another primer that I like is by Giorgio Armani and it's called the um, Luminous Silk. And um, That's I also like, of course, the Laura Mercier. And um, I think those are like my top three that I really um I didn't I'm even know Giorgio Armani, Armani did um, <laughs> makeup. Really? <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, he does makeup, and it's really, really good. So I wow. really recommend those. Um, for products, um, Bobby Brown makes the best hydrating moisturizer ever. Um, it's it is pricey, I will say that, but I've recommended it to a lot of women and I've never got a bad feedback from it. They always tell me that it's the best moisturizer that they've used, so I really will recommend that. Um, Philosophy, the brand Philosophy has a lot yes. of good moisturizers. They're just a great brand. I've period. heard nothing but great um, things about Philosophy. Yes, Philosophy is great. They have something called Hope in a Jar. Mm, um, yes, that's the, first, that's the first product I heard from them. Oh yeah, hope in a jar, and they have um, they have another product. I can't remember the name right now, but they just have a really um, it, it's just a great brand. Oh, it's called Back to Nurture, I think. Mm. Um, and so I would really try Philosophy. Um, and then the other thing I would say is just like try something with like a and correct my pronunciation because I know you know what I'm talking about. But it's um a hyaluronic acid. Um, it's oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Fine creams that have that in it because that is an acid. I mean, don't be scared of the word acid because it's an acid, but it's for hydrating. It's not like right. an actual acid that's going to burn your skin when you put it on your skin. And right. Derma E makes a really good hydrating night cream, uh, which is really good for if you have dry skin, you really should look into a night cream to mm -hmm. use after you wash your face at night and then put on a night cream. Derma E makes an amazing one. They always have amazing reviews. So those are what I would recommend for dry skin for sure. Right. And if you're looking for something even on the more natural side um, for your body, like I said, for me, I use my Ash Today Gone to Tomorrow Butter because that's like, it's really hydrating and it, yeah. it literally, it saves my life during um, the winter months, especially when my eczema flares up, it helps with my eczema as well. Yeah. So that, and it really absorbs well into your skin. It's not, it doesn't leave you oily and as as i said before it's best used right after you shower and 
the person also asked, um, I guess she said her cheeks are dry all year, but they start to flake really bad in the fall. Exfoliate. I was just about to say, that sounds like an exfoliating issue. Yes. Like That's exactly what it is. Exfoliate. Yeah. She needs it's, to exfoliate. Any type of flaking that you have is just because you just have a lot of dead skin. Yes. You really need to exfoliate it. Yes. And people like me, I exfol I have my skin will flake right in my t-zone like right mm -hmm. smack in the middle between my eyebrows i don't know why because i get oily right there as well like my skin does that's all because my skin when it gets really really dry that's the exact place it will yeah it's, right? it's it does stupid things so like, i right around like my eyebrows like right, right. up in the area is when i get flaking in and even my eyebrows flake like it's it's so weird so i definitely exfoliate that area um once or twice a week and that definitely will help with the flaking it'll keep it at bay okay um and the second question is what's good for oily skin and razor bumps mm -hmm. my suggestion with that um when it comes to oily skin it's best to always aim towards lighter products um, especially when you're, even if you're dealing with stuff on the natural side, you deal with lighter oils, um, oils that, um, don't clog your pores, like, you know, um, grapeseed oil, safflower oil, uh, what else works? Um, I like sweet almond oil. Sweet almond oil works, but there are oils that are even lighter than sweet almond oil. Like I, yeah. I use sweet almond oil in my, um, oil cleanser. Mm -hmm. Um, um, uh, what's the other one? Um. Oh my goodness. I call grapeseed oil. I call uh hazelnut oil. There we go. Oh, okay. Oh, my brain was just about to go all the way off. Um, argan oil, another light oil. It argan real argan oil, 100 percent is a little bit more expensive, but it is great. Yeah, make sure you're not buying no cheap argan oil because that make means sure you try when you look in the bag, this is 100 percent argan oil. Don't let it if it says anything else, don't buy it. Because you're not getting the bang for your bucket. And argan oil are, should be very, like, very more light than the other oils. So if they're yeah. all the same price, then it's definitely mixed with it. something. Argan, argan oil, oil is absolutely is more expensive. God yeah. knows I hate buying it because it is more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to buy, like, like I buy at least 12 ounces of it at a time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. God bless. Yeah. I'm crying when I got to buy, like, a two-ounce bottle. Girl. Like, and that's not, and you know what's sad? That's not even the most expensive oil that I use. Oh my gosh. What you yeah. got, like Moringa oil? What you using? And you know what? I am about to start using Moringa oil. Yeah? Yes, I am. I'm about to start using it in one of my products. I'm, I think because I'm about to bring out um my new um facial cream, which oh. is, it's going to be like a spinoff of my face butter that I have, but it's going to be lighter. And oh. It's gonna be a cream. It's gonna be more water based, so yeah. that it's not gonna be as heavy. And I'm go I want to put moringa oil in it because it's great for your face. Yeah. But God knows that I don't. I haven't even looked at the price yet because that's how I know that my heart no, you're isn't not ready. You're I'm not, not ready. ready. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I know how bad. Like, yeah, argan oil. It's expensive, and I I can tell you that. And I other oils I use are even more expensive. So, but. Yeah. It, it's great for your skin. So um, look over stuff like that. When it comes to stuff like razor bumps, because I have a coworker like that as well. He gets razor bumps. And I told him, in way, ways for you to alleviate razor bumps is you need to exfoliate that area regularly. You need to exfoliate. Because what's happening is your skin is getting so thick, all that 
um, old skin is there and it's just packing up on top of each other. It's not allowing your skin to breathe. So when your new hair grows out, it has nowhere to go. All that dead skin is just on top of it and it's compacting the hair. So the hair is just bending back over and climbing back into your skin. So when you moisture, when you exfoliate that area, you're getting rid of all that excess skin. You're smoothing out you, you, and you moisturize it or whatever. Yeah. You're giving your face room to breathe. You're letting that hair have room to come out how it's supposed to. Yeah. So when it comes to razor bumps, you need to exfoliate and moisturize regularly. Don't matter that you have whether you have a um whether you know how bad your skin is, whatever, exfoliate your skin. I, I don't I can't express how much exfoliating does for your skin and body. Like well, it's I really can't really to, um, recommend anything for razor bumps, but I know for preventing razor bumps, I always put aloe vera gel on mm. the area that I've shaved after I get, like as soon as I get done shaving it, just because yes. it's really good for healing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just prevents any type of irritation that you may get. So and razor bumps mm -hmm. and irritation kind of usually go hand in hand. So And you can put yeah. some tea tree oil in that aloe vera gel too, yeah. just to bring it all together. Um, you can... You can Mm -hmm. For oily skin, I mean, I think we talked about that in the first podcast. It's really about taking care of your skin as far as, right. like, I mean, I'm, you know, when people say, you know, what makeup products do you recommend for oily skin? I really like to just tell them, like, actually focus more on your oily skin than the products to just overlay on top of the oiliness. So you need to make sure that you're having an oil-free face wash and, and using a lot of skincare products that's trying to rid as much oil, and you need to use a good primer. Um and then, of course, with um, foundation, you know, just in case for the oil that's going to come throughout the day, just make sure you're using all mattifying products. Um, right. and just, you know, a good spray, like um, April said last time, Scandinavia makes a really good spray. Yes. Urban Decay does, too. They actually partner with Scandinavia, made a really good spray. So all those type of products will really work well for oily skin. Yep. So the next question we have is this person says, I have skin prone to breakouts. Even when I just test out makeup or try different looks, I break out by the time I'm done applying it. I wanted to know what products would help me prevent this. Specifically foundations, concealers, and blushes. Anything that goes on my cheek and chin area will break out and I want to know how to prevent this. Thank you. Go to the dermatologist. I think April said the same thing. Yep. <laughs> I had I mean, I would say the same thing. I mean, you could try the the route of um trying like organic makeup, mm -hmm. but really you just need to find out what about your skin is just like really hypersensitive to the point yeah. where you're just trying on something and your skin it is, is really already weird. reacting that very sounds negative. like that sounds that sounds like you have a really super, like there's an allergy issue here, but it's there. like it seems like an underlying issue because usually yeah. sensitive skin isn't that hypersensitive. So the fact that everything you put on your skin is breaking you out, you can try organic makeup um, that's just made from very natural products. Like I know this one brand called 100% Pure. They make like a blush that's made from like crushed berries. So stuff like that will probably be good for you. But at the end of the day, you still really do need to get into a dermatology um, office yeah and figure out what's you know what in that product because it's a, it has to be an ingredient in that product that's really it could be allergic reaction you may think that you have sensitive skin but you could just be allergic to something that's very common in a product so right. um 
Yeah, so, I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely um, encourage a dermatology visit because um, when it comes to stuff like that, it it could be you can have an allergy issue because if you're trying out different makeup products or whatever and it's all doing the same thing, it has to be some kind of prominent ingredient in those products mm -hmm. across the board that's causing this. So you might need to take allergy tests mm -hmm. to see, you know, exactly what your body is allergic to or whatever. So I don't, I can't even suggest certain anything because I, I don't know what's causing your breakouts. Cause that doesn't just sound like, Oh, most, you're not, most people don't just break out from wearing makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like it's normally an allergic reaction to something in the makeup or mm -hmm. you already had a, a acne issue prior to even putting the makeup on and that's just exasperating it. So mm -hmm. I don't really, I, so like I said, I'm not a licensed, you know, skin person in that regard. So I would really suggest you seeing like a medical professional first yeah. and then go from there. Yeah. Um, let's see. The next question is what are good products to control very oily skin when wearing a full face of makeup? <laughs> Same thing. Yes. Yeah, you need to focus <laughs> more on if you have very oily skin, then you need to change. I'm not going to say you just need to focus more on your skincare routine than the makeup that you're wearing. Um, cause like I'm a makeup artist. So I always tell girls that it's not about masking your issues. You have to fix your issues first. Um, so you definitely need to like, um, start wearing, you know, washes and moisturizers and, and serums and all type of things that's actually going to help your oily skin. So then you won't have to use so many products that are going to, you know, makeup products for that when really you can just fix the problem to where it's not even a problem anymore because you can buy a thousand product makeup products for um combating oily skin or you can buy three good you know staple skincare products to where you don't even have that issue anymore and you can just you know you know just you know have light makeup on and don't have to worry about really packing on tons of powder and spray to control the oil because that's the problem when people really don't have a good skincare routine and then they start wearing makeup they just start packing on powder and powder and powder when really you just need to be taking care of the issue before you even start putting on makeup right and like like april suggested she said if you want a foundation with a matte finish um and use an oil control makeup setting spray like scandinavia like we talked about earlier yeah scandinavia is awesome and I think, I think, um, what was, yeah, that's exactly what she said. Yeah. So, okay. I hope that helps. Um, what's the best facial cleanser in your opinion for combination skin? Um, and April, she I'm gave, well, April, she, she, blah, blah, I can't, my mouth is doing all kinds of things. It's not supposed to do right now. April suggested Neutrogena pore refining daily cleanser. I like that Mario. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm really bad at pronunciation, but I think it's Mario Badescu. Um, he's at Ulta. You can find his products at Ulta, and he has. Um, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, he has a. Um, he has a. It's actually for acne, but really combination of oily skin and acne go hand in hand because that's usually what causes breakouts is oily skin. Um, mm -hmm. he has a face wash that's amazing. Um, over the summer, I broke out literally out of nowhere. I remember I was talking to you about it, um, 
that I broke out out of nowhere, Mercedes, and I was um, I had put on Twitter that I started using his products, and literally within three days I was seeing not oh, only that was the people you was using. Yes, I remember that Mario Badescu. Um, yes. because I I found out this because um, my issue wasn't just oily skin because. I, I never really had severely oily skin. It only was just like mildly oily and only in my T-zone. But I found that it was like only in my T-zone in that area that would get oily was the only spots that I was breaking out in. So I figured that it was, I needed to focus more on me being oily than me actually having acne, you know? So focus more on products for oily skin and just ridding right. the oil and then that would rid the acne. And I started using his products and it worked like a charm. So I really would recommend his face wash that he makes is amazing. He actually has a whole kit for like $30. It's like small little products, but it'll last you like over a month. And um, it's only $30. And he has a whole kit for combination skin and oily skin. It's like, it comes with like a mask, um, this little cream. It comes with the moisturizer, a face wash, just a toner. It comes with the whole nine just for $30. So I really would recommend that. Yeah. That's good. And on the, the natural side, of course, as Ariel was saying earlier, I also recommend um, the Ixora Skin Blissful Skin Oil Cleanser. It works for oily skin as well as combination skin. skin. Yeah. It's great. It helps. It moisturizes. It removes um, the dirt and impurities out of your skin at the same time. And it's really light and it won't clog your pores. So that's something else that you can consider as well. And, um, and it's also, um, it's botanical, Ixora botanical beauty and it's Ixora, I-X-O-R-A-B-B.com. Okay. And it's on there. It's, it's a really popular product as well. The uh, people have been, I've, I'm going to actually increase the size that it comes in. Finally, I know people have been waiting because people get fast and like, you have anything more than two ounces. I'm, I'm going to be increasing it soon. So you should Bro, be able I'm to get it in larger sizes. That cotton candy razzle dazzle moisturizer for myself. I told you, the I weedest concoction <laughs> you can come up with because I like smelling like Starburst. I'm waiting for well, it. Well, I told you I have the cotton. I told you I already have cotton candy. Oh, you did? Yes, I do. It's I, I have that's been one of my scents for at least a year now. I'm gonna order yeah. you guys. Should <laughs> I love smelling like a candy factory. So yeah, I think the older one, one. Another popular one is like the fruit punch hard candy. That's another really nice like, sweet type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's another popular one that some women love to get to. Like I have a really wide assortment of um yeah. scents. Everything from candy to flour to uh to food to whatever else. So yeah, definitely check that one out. Um the next question is um favorite products for treating old acne scars or hyper hyperpigmentation um april said that she wrote a very comprehensive blog post about hyperpigmentation and you can visit her blog glitterglossgarbage.com and put hyperpigmentation in the search bar and I guess, you, and trust me, April knows what she's talking about when it comes to hyperpigmentation because she talks about it so often. But yeah, you just definitely check her website out um, for that information as well. And also I will add to that and talk about exfoliation as well because that also helps. It helps yeah. me. 
It helps some of my other customers. They use my Monbiju um, sugar scrub, which is great for your face. Um, so you can try that as well. And um, yeah, I hope that actually helps. I don't know if you have any suggestions with that one. Um, I actually used to use this papaya soap. I just stopped because it's really hard to find like an authentic one online. So I would say if you had like a like an Asian supermarket or something like that, you could mm -hmm. find like something that's authentic. But that's definitely what you want to um, make sure that it's authentic. But it's a um, pie, um, papaya soap by this company I was called Lycas or Likas or something like that. And it's really good because papaya is like a natural skin lightener, but it's not gonna bleach your skin. So it's not gonna, it's just gonna like restore your skin back to its natural skin tone, but you're not gonna look like Sammy Sosa, I promise. But it really does like <laughs> no shade, but it does work really well. So I would really recommend that. Um, and then on the makeup side, I always love to give a makeup tip, you know, while you're doing it, you should just um, color correct. Um, I don't know the uh. skin skin type. So you may have to use like a light peach to like a very orangey red, depending on how light to deep your skin tone is. Just mm -hmm. while you're on the um while you're on the journey, because hyperpigmentation is something that's definitely not going to change overnight. It's not even going to change in a month, depending on how severe it is. So, you know, while you're on that road, if you just want to try, you know, color correcting, you know, just so you don't have to worry about that. And then you can just put like a little light moist tinted moisturizer or something over it. Then, yeah, that's what I would recommend. Mm. Cool. Okay. Um, next question. This is definitely going to be for you in April. I'm going to tell you why. Has okay. any of the Mel Melon Rich Beauty ladies tried using a translucent setting powder over primer, but under liquid foundation to help control oil? Okay, well, um, <laughs> well, first of all, no, I've never tried that. And I honestly, I don't know if maybe she heard someone doing that. And that's why she asked us, have we done it? But um, a setting powder is definitely something you're doing like as like a finishing powder. So that should be one of the last things you do. And you definitely, powder always goes after cream because a powder is going to set the cream. So you never want to put on a powder and then put a cream on top of that because then you're really going to run the risk of having your foundation look very cakey because it's going to be mixing with that powder. So you never want to do a powder first and then do a cream on top. You always want to do the cream and then the powder. So I wouldn't even, I haven't tried that and I would not suggest her try that either because um, that is not going to work well. I don't think so. I've never heard of anyone because essentially you're going to be setting your primer, which you don't need to do because it's just no. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think she asked that question because probably someone did. I don't know if you've seen someone on YouTube or also no shade because I'm on YouTube, but um a mm -hmm. lot of YouTubers aren't actual makeup artists. They just show people how they do their makeup. So you how they do their own makeup. Everything that they do. So no, right. I wouldn't try that. And April said translucent powder is not powerful enough to absorb oil. Try a makeup setting spray like Scandinavia. Man. So that was her um I'll suggestion. say it absorbs light, light oil. If you are like a very oily woman, then yeah, translucent powder probably isn't gonna do much for you. Um and like I said, I always just go back to you need to like focus more on your skincare. But if you're like me, because like I, I hate even calling myself oily because then some women who are oily look at me like, no, you're not. So like but I, my skin definitely does have that shine to it sometimes. And I can like, you know, 
skin in certain areas and it'll be on my hands you know so it's definitely oil there and a, a, a powder does help you know with that issue for me but like i said because mine is very very mild if you are like severe like moderate to severe then yeah you need to like be focusing more on like you know like heavy things like she said like a setting spray and then of course focus more on your skincare because like right now like of course i don't have any makeup on right now but the only thing that's saving me right now from my forehead not looking super shiny is like after i showered i put on this it's like it literally looks like water right now mm -hmm. and it it's a really really light moisturizing like daily daily moisturizing liquid i use on my face and, and it keeps i didn't i didn't make this one because i like i said i have to finish put doing my my light cream because I have mm -hmm. to remake, I have to make more of it. So I've been using this other light cream. Because I had got, I had won this bag of stuff from April, like last year sometime. It was like a huge bag, and I, I forgot the name of the brand, but it was like a whole bunch of face creams. It was like a night cream, a daily moisturizing spray, and a whole bunch of stuff. So I've been using them because I'm like, why not? You know, they're, they're they're nice stuff. So I use a night cream at night you know, trying to get that out of the way. And I've been using the day stuff too. And it really helps. I wish I could remember what it's called. If I don't, if I don't remember now, I'll put, I'll post it on Twitter, what it was, what it's called um, tomorrow. But it's really, really light. It's literally it's clear like water, but it's moisturizing and it's not heavy at all. And as you can see, I'm not shiny in the face because if I don't put anything on, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be looking uber shiny all here and on my nose so it kind of just keeps the oil at bay um so yeah definitely try things that's um that's that's lighter when it comes to putting on on your face and it keeps you from being like uber shiny because you got to remember even though people think because their skin is oily that they don't need to moisturize and that's the worst thing you can do because all you're doing is when you don't moisturize you're causing your skin to produce overproduce sebum which is that oily effect that you see popping yeah. up all over your face so you yeah. you definitely need to still moisturize with oily skin and then the next question is hi ladies my question would be do you guys have any tips for reducing or getting rid of dark circles mm. yeah well april's suggestion was first steps to stop agitating the under eye area you have to treat the skin under the eye delicately as it is the thinnest skin on your face and very easy to damage. Um, she suggested Clinique, Aveeno, and ROC all sell products that promise to eliminate dark circles. Good luck. And also, um, you know, you guys, I'm going to always give you all the natural um, suggestions as well because I'm always looking up different ways to do things. You can try things like... Um, green tea bags where you can um steep them and then put it in the fridge and use those bags and you put them on your eyes at night or even a day and you do it regularly like you do it daily and that helps with um dark circles under your eyes and then you have to remember when you got dark circles it's caused by a number of things it can be whether lack of sleep it can be genetics yeah. it can be stress it can be hormonal changes. So you need to look out, you know, as well to see what's causing it first. And that can also help with the problem because it could, if it's lack of sleep, then obviously you just need to sleep more. You know what I'm saying? If it's something yeah, like this, just genetics or, or stress or whatever, because you make your life easier when, if you're just, 
you always got to remember when you're dealing with your body, you need to know your body well and what causes certain things. Because sometimes we see something's going on with our body and we race out to go buy stuff to fix it when the issue isn't the product, the issue is ourselves. Or what we're either what we're putting into our system or how we're treating our bodies is causing it to act that way. So no in no amount of products you can buy that can fix that, you might just need to change your routine or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you can also try like a retinoid retinoid cream that will help fade the pigment um and increase the collagen production in that area. Um and also uh what I think I had read it says you can use um makeup remover too making sure you use because what happens is that sometimes people use makeup removers or whatever that don't remove um makeup efficiently so it causes you to have to be rubbing your face really hard to get it out and when you're rubbing that area underneath your eyes because it is such a sensitive area that can cause um capillary damage and inflammation yeah. as well which causes that those dark circles so yeah. you need to be careful with that as well. Like I said, you can use the oil cleanser to remove makeup. It's it is the easiest thing on the earth to do. You just rub it in, you just massage it into your skin, and you take it off. But even if you don't use that, at least use something that you don't have to rub vigorously into your skin to get makeup off, because that's definitely um an issue. Also, if you have allergies, you need to probably take antihistamines to keep from rubbing and, and scratching your eyes because that definitely can cause those those dark circles as well. And um, if you're just looking for a quick fix, you can use like a creamy solid concealer too. And I'm sure- yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm sure Kane knows about, I'm sure you've dealt with people who've had dark circles and you've had to cover them up. Yeah. So. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know all the makeup tricks with that, but I know. I know at least concealer. Yeah, might work. yeah. Really, there is not a lot of things you can do for dark circles, but concealer. But um, well, yeah, yeah. really, concealer is your only thing. Was as far as makeup foundation, you don't want to use a, a super heavy foundation because you only need it for under your eyes. So you really just want to focus your concealer. And when you want to cover dark circles, you want to put your concealer on first and then put your foundation over. So it's good to use like a beauty blender so you won't be moving it around. And if you have really dark circles, then you need to make sure you color correct like I was talking about earlier. Because sometimes right. if you just put your foundation right over, you almost get like a gray type of, you know, because the foundation is really mixing with that dark pigment and it's not going to like, it's not going to just completely mask it. So you need to color correct by putting like a peach or orangey type of, um you know product over and then putting your foundation on top of that and then that's when you'll really be able to you know get that nice even tone skin but yeah you answered that question pretty great so that's really all i can really say is just to color correct and use a nice um um concealer my favorite is makeup forever full cover conceal mm. i actually i like makeup forever too actually yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i had to look up some of this stuff too because i wasn't 100% sure myself. I knew of some things, but hold I'm on. like, mm. hmm? I was saying, hold on. Someone kept keeps trying to call me. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's my friend. I don't think it's something else. Okay, Um. yeah. I'm just going to call him back. Yeah, I've, I've known... That's okay. I've known of certain things when it comes to dealing with dark circles, but I figured I would look up more and see, you know... You know, things always change, and there's always something new out. 
that can possibly help. So yeah, those were some of the suggestions that I saw on top of what I already knew already. And um, one I other a lot of questions okay. this time. I told I told you. Last question. I'm kind of trying to follow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It says, um, I want to get an even skin tone for my face. Can you guys recommend oils or anything that can help me with flawless skin? And also, can you guys give me a morning face wash and nightly face wash routine that will help me with getting flawless skin? Um, April's suggestion was to start using ret retinol, retinol <laughs> at night and sunscreen during the day. And she also wrote a blog post about a skincare routine. And you can visit her site at glitterglossgarbage.com and put in skincare stash in the search bar. And that should take you where you need to go. Um, for me, my regular skin routine, again, like I said, I use um, my Cara Hamursa butter at night. Um, because it's heavier, you should always probably lean to like heavier moisturizing products at night because you're going to sleep. Um, so I use it right after I shower. And then in the daytime, like I was talking about earlier, I have a lighter version, uh, which is more water-based that I use in the day. Um, and that will be on my site soon as well. And I exfoliate twice a week and I oil cleanse. Normally I oil cleanse daily. Um, and I also suggest clay masks. Clay masks are great. Um, you put it in your face and remove the impurities, um, old marks, um, acne, all of that stuff. It's great for that. And of course, there's different clay masks for different types of skin. Um, so you can definitely check that out. You can. I don't have those currently, but Labella Body Care does. She makes great clay masks. In fact, I, I actually had one of hers before as well. We did a um, product swap once, and I got one of her masks and. She got a product from mine as well. So you can try hers as well. Um, um, what do you use, Kay? Um, I, I, again, I would recommend the Mario Badescu, um line. He has, um, so you can buy individual full-size products or you can buy his kits. And like I said, the kit comes with like six different like travel size products just so you can get a feel for them. So you don't have to commit to buying a big bottle or something that doesn't really work well for you. And he has stuff for brightening the skin. He has a kit for, um, like I said, oily skin, a kit for acne, a kit for dry skin. So pretty much any skin issue you're having, he has a kit for that you can buy at like a discounted price with a whole line of everything you'll need from the wet, the wash to the toner, um, to all that stuff. So I really will recommend his line, um, just because I'm just after his skin after his line works so great for me. I always recommend it to everyone. Um, and then of mm. course exfoliate and it always comes back to exfoliate and that's really going to help you with that yeah. even skin tone. Just scrubbing away all of that dead, um, darker Whole body that may just be sitting on top of your, sitting on top of that nice skin that's actually underneath there. So yeah, I definitely will recommend Mario Badescu. Mm. Okay, great. And somebody else had, right, this was after I had already compiled all the questions. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked about under eye care and puffiness. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can literally use, like, some of the same suggestions that we talked about with the um, dark circles mm -hmm. um, when it comes to under eye care. And with puffiness, you might need to sleep. You can try cucumber slices as well to help with um, the puffiness in your eyes. Yeah. So, 
you can use you literally can use the same suggestions that I gave with the dark circles for the yeah. under eye care puffiness issues. That line that so. I was talking about earlier, a hundred percent pure. Mm -hmm. They have like a like a line of um, eye creams. Um, they have one like um, that is for puffiness, and they get really good reviews. Um, so I really would try to check them out, and I love them because they are um, a certified organic company. So everything awesome. they use is a hundred percent natural and a hundred percent organic, literally. And I and I always just know by just looking at the ingredients when you know what every ingredient is, and it's nothing that's hard to pronounce or something that you never heard of everything is yeah. like, like aloe vera is like the first ingredient and everything else is just very um gentle and very natural so i would recommend them as well and um like um they sell like these little like things that you put underneath your eye that you put in like the freezer like these like deep puffers so even if you like, I don't know if you know if the if she does a lot of makeup, but even if you want to try that right before you do makeup, that's also great. And concealer is like A plus with a puffy eyes because it really is going to make you look like you got a full night's rest. So yeah, concealer is the goat. Yeah, for long nights, <laughs> it covers up everything. It brightens you up so quick. It makes you look like you got eight hours when you look like you want to die. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I think we went through, we got through all these questions and yeah, this was great. <laughs> yeah, I really so hope you guys learned a lot from it. Um, yep. And like I said, our main thing this time was just stay moisturized and exfoliate like crazy. Exfoliate every part of your body, literally from head to yes. toe. Moisturize like every the part of your problem. body from head to toe and you'll have a great winter for real. Yep. Moisturizing and exfoliation. Those are the top two things we probably covered the most um, this episode. So we hope you helped you guys out. And remember, if you have any questions, you can email us at melrichbeauty at gmail.com. M-E-L-R-I-C-H-B-E-A-U-T-Y at gmail. Um, you can also add us on Twitter at melrichbeauty. And also on Facebook, you can like us on Facebook. If you have questions over there, we're over there as well too. So feel free to hit us up in whichever direction and we will definitely be able to answer your questions on the show. So this was our second episode of Melanin Rich Beauty and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys.